0: Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the dream job system podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, And in this episode, we're going to talk about how you should reach out in the job search. And specifically, we're going to talk about the options that are available to you. So email versus LinkedIn versus other avenues. We're gonna talk about some of the tools that are available to you at your disposal that's just gonna help make this whole process a heck of a lot easier. And then I'm just gonna weave in some tips for all of that stuff so that you can get out there and you can start sending emails that you actually get responses to. So let's dive in. The biggest question that I get from job seekers when it comes to reaching out in the job search is what medium to use. And specifically, that boils down to two mediums, email and LinkedIn. Now, job seekers have varying opinions about this. There is also varying data out there. So I'm gonna give you my take here and then I'll back it up with a little bit of rationale. So my recommendation is to start with email and then to fall back on LinkedIn as a plan B. And there are a couple of reasons for this. The first is the ubiquity of email. So a lot of people have LinkedIn, a lot of people have profiles, but many of them are not actually active on the platform. They're not logging in every day or every week, especially people who are really, really happy with their jobs, right? So if we send them a connection request or if we send them a DM or an in it's far less likely to be seen, whereas, Email is what we use every single day, especially if you're targeting this person's professional email. That's how the vast majority of work is getting done. It's happening via email. So they're far, far more likely to actually see your message and therefore reply to it. The second reason that I prefer email over LinkedIn is just the visibility that we have. There are a lot of great tools that we're gonna talk about in just a second that you can leverage to get a lot more data around your emails, such as when people have opened it, how often they've opened it, if they clicked on any links, all that good stuff, which just gives us so much more insight into the process compared to LinkedIn, where if we send a connection request, we have no idea if somebody saw it or not. And then if we send an in-mail or if we send a regular old DM, if that person has read receipts on, we can see if they saw it one time and that's we can't get any more data. And then in addition to that, we have the content. So email gives us pretty much as much content as we wanna put in there. Now, I'm not recommending that more is better necessarily, but having the flexibility to share your message in full or to share some links or attach something or all of this other good stuff, That's really powerful compared to a LinkedIn connection request where you only get about 300 characters. You're not going to be able to do a whole lot with that. Definitely not as much as you're able to do an email. So that's another reason. And then last but not least, is just the cost. So email is free and it always has been right. Whereas LinkedIn, if you aren't connected with somebody, you have to find another way to get in touch with them, which is typically in mail and in mail costs a whole lot of money. And if you're not willing to pay for in mail, your options are very, very limited. You essentially have to hope that you can connect with this person in order to DM them for free. So that's another huge reason why email kind of wins out here in the battle of those two. So I will caveat this take with one specific thing, and that is you should always, know your audience and meet them where they're at. So if somebody is hugely active on LinkedIn, if they're posting every single day, if they're constantly commenting and engaging with other people, should you send them an email instead of connecting with them on LinkedIn or messaging them on LinkedIn? No, you should go where you have the highest chance of getting the reply. And it might not even be email or LinkedIn. They could be really active on Twitter. They could be really active on Medium. They could have a personal website or blog where they're sharing content. They could be active on Instagram or TikTok. There are all these other platforms that exist out there. So when you're considering networking with somebody and reaching out to them for the first time, do your research, check out where they're at online, if they have a presence somewhere, and then think to yourself or ask yourself, where would they be most likely to engage with me? And that's likely going to be your best channel. However, for the vast majority of folks that are out there, they typically don't have an online presence. We see that reflected in the data. And so in that case, email is likely going to be your best bet. So I hope that gives you at least a process for understanding how you should reach out, what medium you should use. Now I want to talk a little bit about the tools that we can leverage in this process, especially for email. When it comes to emailing somebody, the very first thing that we need in order to do that is their email address, right? So we don't always know somebody's email address right off the bat. We can't always find it, but there are some really amazing tools out there, including one that we've created that you can leverage to find anybody's professional email address. So our tool is called MailScoop.io and all you have to do is show up to the tool, enter the person's full name and a link to their company website. So for example, if I still worked at Microsoft, you could go to the tool and type in Austin Belsack and then you would punch in Microsoft.com and you just run that search and MailScoop will pull up what it believes is the right email and it'll actually verify you It'll give you a confidence score so you can see if you should actually go ahead and send that email or if you you should get a second opinion. There's some other great tools out there that do this. Hunter.io is one of my favorites, so you can always fall back on that one if you want. And between those two, you should have a really, really easy time of finding people's professional email address. The next tool I want you to look at is a tool called yesware.com. So Yesware is an email tracker. And basically what it does is it injects this little thing into your email and don't need to get too technical with the language, but it puts a a, a pixel in your email that when you send the email, it gives you a little bit more information. So you can actually see if the person opened your email. You can see how frequently they've opened it. You can see if they clicked on links in your email. So if you have a link to your resume in your signature or a link to your LinkedIn profile or a portfolio or a website or anything else in your signature, you can actually see if that person clicked on it, if they went to seek out more information about you. And the beautiful part about this is one, we can close the loop a little, we can see if there's actually engagement on the other side. So if we were wondering, you know, is this person the right person to reach out to? Is this actually their email address? We can get a little bit more feedback there. But on top of that, we can use it to follow up. And I'll talk more about following up in just a second in the tips section. But following up is key to getting responses. And the reason I love this is because As long as I see the person continuing to open my email multiple times across multiple days, to me, that shows interest. And that means I'm gonna keep following up with them. Whereas if they stop opening it, if I never see that again, then I know that they just weren't interested or they probably aren't gonna help me and I can spend my time elsewhere. So that's another great tool that you can check out. And Yesware is a paid tool. So there are a couple of other free options out there. I believe MailTrack is one. You could look at Mixmax for another. And I think HubSpot has an email tracker in their free version as well. So there are a whole bunch of options for you there that will allow you to get those same benefits without necessarily having to pay. I personally love Yesware. I've used it forever. I'm not an affiliate of theirs. I don't get paid for saying that. Um, It's just truly a tool that I love. So that's why I went with that first. But if you'd prefer a free option, there are definitely some great options out there for you. Now, let's wrap up with some tips that are just going to help you get better response rates from your emails. The first tip that I want to share is about the other person and specifically getting them excited to reply to your email. I see so many job seekers press send on emails that they wouldn't be excited to receive and that they wouldn't actually want to reply to if that email came from a stranger and landed in their inbox. So I never understand why they're comfortable sending that to other people. And then on top of that, why they expect a reply when they wouldn't even reply to it themselves. So what I want you to do is the next time you're drafting up an email to somebody in the job search, I want you to ask yourself this question. If I received this email, would I be excited to reply to it? Or put another way, you can make it about the other person and say, why would this person be excited to receive this email and reply to it? And if you don't have a good reason, for example, if your email says, you know, hey, so-and-so, I saw that you worked at this company and I'm looking to get a job there. I'm really excited about everything they're doing. Here's my resume. If you'd be interested in passing it along, I'd be really grateful." there's nothing in that email that the other person is going to be excited about. Like you can try to tell yourself, oh, they'll see my resume and be so excited. But I think if we're all being honest with one another, Nobody's excited to receive those types of emails. So instead, we want to find ways to make it about them. So maybe we mention a career change. You know, hey, I saw that you made this transition from industry A to industry B and I know how hard that was and I imagine, you know, it was a big challenge to make the transition. So huge ups to you for doing that. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your journey and your story if you're up for it. Well, they might be pretty excited to receive that because it probably was hard to make that transition and somebody recognizing that and wanting to learn from them, that's pretty cool, right? So that's something that they might get excited about. Or if they have something out there that they've created, you know, let's say it's a blog post or let's say it is an app that they've put out there or a piece in their portfolio or anything else. If we reach out to them and say, hey, I came across, you know, your LinkedIn profile, I saw this thing you created and I thought it was so cool for X, Y, or Z reasons or I learned X, Y, or Z things and I just wanted to reach out and say thank you. And then on top of that, I just had one quick question about how you put it together or your thoughts on something relevant, et cetera, et cetera. They're probably gonna be excited to receive that email as well. So that's the big litmus test here is asking yourself, why would this person be excited to receive this email and reply to it? And put that another way, you could say, if I received an email like this, why would I be excited to reply to it? And if there's nothing that would get you excited, don't send that email. The second tip is to follow up. Now, a lot of people don't realize it, but the job search is basically a sales process. And so a lot of the principles, tactics and strategies that we see work in sales also work in the job search. And that is very true for emailing in the job search. So when we look at the data on the sales side, the data shows that roughly 40% of salespeople give up after the first email or the first message. But prospects need around four or five touch points before they actually decide to take an action or close the deal. So you can see there's a mismatch there. If so many salespeople are giving up after one attempt and prospects need multiple touch points to feel comfortable, a lot of salespeople are not closing deals. And that is really low hanging fruit for us because those numbers are even worse in the job search. There are far more job seekers who do not follow up than there are salespeople because it's salespeople's jobs to do that. It's just part of best practices. Whereas it's not necessarily the same way or at least as widely known for job seekers. So as a job seeker, when you're networking, when you're sending these emails, following up is gonna give you a huge boost. And my recommendation is to follow up two to three times. So you send your initial email, then you send one follow-up, and then you send a second follow up. And then if you want, you can send a third on top of that. Now, the way that that works is you can just reply back to the original email. I like that most email platforms consolidate them into a thread. So it looks like there might be a conversation going when we see, you know, two, three emails in that parenthetical. And then all you need to do is refer back to your original message and include an exit clause and just acknowledge your time. So something like, hey, so-and-so, I hope you're having a great week. I just wanted to circle back on the message that I sent about you know, this thing that you created and just asking you one question. However, I know this is a really busy time and this is a big ask coming from a stranger. So if now isn't the right time, just let me know. No pressure at all. Like, Please feel free to say no to me and I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. And then you can just send one of those every five to seven business days until you hit your cycle. And as long as that person, again, if you're using the email tracker is opening those emails and doing it multiple times across multiple days, it's a good sign that they're still interested, they still want to help, but maybe some other things had gotten dropped on their plate, some other priorities from their boss or in their personal life or whatever it is. And that's why following up is so important. It just nudges our email back to the top of our inbox so that they can see it with fresh eyes again. So that's it for today. I hope that the medium breakdown and these tools and these tips are just gonna help you get a little bit of a boost in the emails that you send in the job search. I know it can be a difficult thing, especially when you're starting out, but I promise you, if you implement some of these best practices, if you get out there and just stay consistent with it and get those reps, you're gonna improve little by little every day. And before you know it, you're gonna have a whole system down for sending great emails that get replies consistently. is really going to change the game for you in your job search. So thank you as always for listening. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast.